live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports. It's myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hi, Princess. How are you today? I'm doing good, Brittany. Doing really well. How about you? I'm doing good. Doing excellent. It's becoming cool, and I'm loving it because I do not like the heat like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? 80 to 90 to 100 degrees is way too hot. I love this time of year for a lot of reasons, not that it's just football season, NFL, college football, you know, major league baseball playoffs, but just the fact, the coolness and the difference in the air, you're correct. I like this time of year. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to call it the trifecta. I don't know. I'll work (laughs) on that one. (laughs) Yeah. I'll work on that one. But, Princess, you ready to talk some sports? Let's do it, Brittany. All right, Princess, I know this was not uh, uh, on our list to talk about, but I had to make some substitutions, okay? Just like we in the mm-hmm. game, we're going to make some substitutions. And we'll start <laughs> off with it because it was announced, um, unfortunately, that Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL in practice today, and he is now out for this season most likely. Princess, yeah. do you think this creates a big hole or just impacts the defense significantly? Oh, significantly. You know, either way, when it was 40 to nothing, that Cowboys over the Giants, we, we Cowboys fans were, were headed to the Super Bowl. But it was really good to see week two and how they perform against the Jets. So we were hopeful, and that defense is, the main reason that we were hopeful. Trey Diggs will leave a big hole. Um, I want to see what Dan Quinn does to to manage this. But I think the, um, you know, how we view the defense and the grade that the defense gets going forward will not be as formidable if Diggs was there. Let's just be honest. You know, that whole one-two punch with Diggs on the back end and, and Micah playing linebacker, putting his hand down, playing, playing defensive lineman, you know, um, things change. Uh, hopefully no more major injuries going forward. And let me just say, um, you know, get well soon, Diggs. I don't want to, want to be sound selfish. Like, oh, my goodness, you just ruined the Cowboys' hope. The main thing is for you to recover and get better. Um, it's amazing. Those Achilles and those, those, um, those ligaments, the ACL, um, it's just a matter of time with certain athletes they're going to tear. Um, so get well soon. But, yeah, it changes things for sure, Brittany. It really does. Yeah, it's those ligaments are, are something different. You know, I've never yeah. personally torn my ACL or else anything in my knee, but I have pulled um, and may have had little tears in my Achilles, and I couldn't walk mm-hmm. for an entire basketball season. I didn't tear it. I didn't rupture it, but just by mm-hmm. pulling it. So. Although this is an ACL, it's something similar um, in the, well, it's in his knee. Um, so I do feel for him. He is a young, talented corner, um, and he has proven himself in this league. I do think this is a big loss for the Cowboys, but you have to have the next man up mentality, and I believe that's Jordan Lewis. I think they'll be okay. They still have Michael Parsons. You still have Stefan Diggs. You still have a, 
a, a, a decent um, secondary. So hopefully, you know, they should be okay on that other side. Um, but it is a huge loss. So teams are going to attack the side that, you know, Trayvon Diggs would normally cover. So the Cowboys, they just have to figure out a way on how to protect that side. Maybe they get help by putting the, um, the safety over there um, just to make sure they have that extra coverage. Maybe they lean one of the linebackers more towards that side as well just to make sure whoever's covering Jordan Lewis is helped. But Jordan Lewis is proving himself a little bit. You know, he hasn't really played in a few years, um, but he does have some capabilities. He's not Trayvon Diggs, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. The good thing is your next game is against the Cardinals. <laughs> So hopefully that shouldn't impact you too badly uh, against the Cardinals. Um, I don't even know who their receivers are, to be honest with you. I just remembered that their quarterback was Josh Dobbs. Um, so hopefully that doesn't punish you guys too much. I think you'll win that one. Yeah, you know, and that's a good thing um, is that um, we played the Giants. The Jets, I thought, was, was our, our, our big game um, in the first three weeks. Um, maybe it'll help. Um, some adjustments, you know, this weekend to play the Cardinals, although I think the Cardinals can, can score a lot of points, um, although they, I think they just left themselves susceptible uh, and just gave the game away. But anyway, yeah, Josh Dobbs is there, but he was feeling himself. I think he scored a rush and touchdown. Let's see what happens. Um, but you'd have to say that the Cardinals in re, is in rebuild mode when Josh Dobbs is your number one on the depth chart. So, um, let's see what happens this 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 Sunday. I'll be I'll be looking for the Cowboys and and then we'll move forward. Um, but again, get well soon, um, Trey Dix. Uh, Princess, that's so nice. You're being humble. Um, we can say what it is. <laughs> the Cardinals, the Cardinals are, are not good. They 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 lost to a Giants team that they should have won that game and they couldn't yeah. hold on. They was up they twenty one twenty was it twenty one or twenty eight to like seven or something. And they lost that game 31-28 or something like that. So, um, yeah, going up against the Cowboys team, whether they have uh, Trayvon Diggs or not, there is no hope for the Cardinals. I would be highly, highly shocked if they got 15 points in this game. But we'll see what happens because you, you, you never know. It is the NFL, I will say that. Yeah, <laughs> it's the NFL. If the Cardinals mm-hmm. win, though, you'd have to say that's the biggest upset in in the first three weeks. So, come on, you know, no letdown game, Cowboys. Let's see what happens. If the Cardinals won, then I'm nervous because they got to play the Eagles too. So, um, But as an <laughs> Eagles fan, I do understand the Cowboys fans. I wish I don't like to say that, but I do understand because our secondary, our linebackers, um, <laughs> cornerbacks, safeties, uh, were, was hurt in the first couple games as well. So, mm-hmm. but. Yep. Uh, uh, we wish uh, Trayvon Diggs a speedy, speedy recovery. All right, yeah. Princess, let's switch gears here. Um, before we go back to the football, I want to switch gears to the NBA. The NBA season is right around the corner, um, literally right around the corner. And there have been some rule changes recently. So yeah. it was announced that teams are no longer able to rest two stars in the same game. Now, granted, um, there are some exceptions to the rule. You know, if you're a certain age, I think it's above the age of 35 and a certain amount of minutes or whatnot, um, Mm -hmm. 
But for the most part, stars, artists, managing time, these uh, these games off no longer can occur. What are your thoughts on this, Princess? You know, Brittany, um, as I say, I am happy that they've addressed this. Um, I, I sit in Columbia, South Carolina. It takes me an hour and a half um, to two hours to get to Atlanta, an hour and, and ten minutes just to get to Charlotte. And I've been to both um, in recent history to see a game um, against, you know, the Lakers um, with Atlanta or the Lakers with, with, with Charlotte. Um, or even others. I've, I've gone to see the 76ers in every, each time in the last four or five times the Stars were resting. And I, I came to see LeBron. I came to see Joel Embiid. I came to see Tyrese Maxey. So um, I, I'm glad that they're addressing this rule. They said the first one that they think is going to offend it is, is the Clippers. Um, they seem to, I guess, have been habitual offenders. But all that to say, as I said in the beginning of this conversation, I'm happy that they finally addressed this. I think that's important for those that are spending a lot of money um, just to park and then to come in and then the tickets and then concession and then the late night home. I'm, I'm happy for that. Yeah, I'm with you on this one, Princess. Um, mm-hmm. I think they took too long to address this. They should have addressed yeah. this years ago. Um, you know, all this taking certain games off, you know, just for rest. You're not even injured. You just want to rest. You can pay millions of dollars to do nothing but take care of your body. Um, yeah. To eat right and do what you're supposed to do to ensure that you're on the court. And that's why players such as Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan are so idolized, um, especially amongst, I guess you could say, older people, my age and older, um, because they didn't do that. They understood you know, maybe it's a background thing. Maybe they realize that a, a privileged situation here, not all people are privileged enough to be able to constantly come to games on a mm-hmm. daily basis. Um, so it's okay if they don't see their, their favorite player um, sit every so often. No, the majority of people, fans that are paying for these tickets, that was probably – all the money they have from their paycheck just so they could take their kids to this game to see their favorite player. You know, I'm from the Philadelphia area where it's a blue collar. People grind just to get a dollar. So, you know, yeah. the stars are sitting down. You wasted, they, these people wasted their whole paycheck to come, come to a game for nothing. You know, and they understood that. These new generation players don't seem to understand that. You get paid millions of dollars, millions of dollars. If something happens, you you could take care of it afterwards. Like, I, but odds are nothing's going to happen. You just want to catch your breath a little bit. These fans yeah, don't get to, to catch your this. breath. I'm happy to see this, and 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 like you said, that um, I thought the NBA waited. They this maybe should have happened two or three years ago, mm-hmm. but um, I love the NBA, and I love to go watch them whenever they come near. Um, so and I and I and I worry, you know, is everybody playing? Okay, everybody's playing, but if not, um, I think it lessens the game for me because I do want to see the stars. Brittany, I do want to say that I invited Kevin on through Facebook about two minutes ago to talk about the 49ers and the Giants tonight. So I'm going to welcome him in, Brittany. Kevin Walker, thank you. Well, thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. How are we doing tonight, <laughs> ladies? 
<laughs> long time, Brit. So, long time, Brit. It's been two days. <laughs> yeah, long time, Brit. So, um, Brit, I want you to pose. Let's talk about the forty. Let's talk about that one. I want you to pose mm-hmm. it to him first. Get thoughts about it because we got a forty nine er on tonight. Yeah. So, uh, 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 hold on. I'm trying to get my groove on here to see through my whole entire mindset off. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, you're fine. We just just talking about the NBA, but we're gonna switch gears now. Um, and that's actually the next day I wanted to talk about Thursday night football. It is time, the official third week of the NFL. Boy, this time moves fast. So yeah. it is the New York Giants mm, at those San Francisco Forty ers and they're out in that Bay Area. K Rock, I'm gonna have you go last on your thoughts. But Princess, what right. your thoughts on this game and your prediction? Wow. Well, my prediction is the 49ers should win by three touchdowns. Um, And I want to see Brock Purdy. Um, I've been a fan. I think I said that to Kevin, but then I was a Jimmy G fan too. So maybe I need to kind of, you know, hold my horses about the 49ers. But um, I'm a fan of two, of Shanahan. And I'm a fan of of the team. So I think that the the Giants um, um, lose tonight. I think the 49ers show exactly who they are. My um, concern is, and what I said to Kevin in Facebook, if the Giants score a touchdown or a field goal or a safety, <laughs> I'm calling him because that means the Cowboys are better. No, I'm just being stupid. Um, but uh, I will rip him for sure. I think we have our own concerns, and I better be quiet. But I'm looking forward to the game. Um, and that's it, Brittany, you know, for sure. Yeah, I'm being honest with you. I don't know what the Giants are going to be able to do in this game. I, I don't. You don't have Saquon <laughs> Barkley. Like, he's yeah. out. And to me, he is your top playmaker. Um, I know I like Darren Waller. I like uh, – uh, I forgot their other receiver. They aren't young receiver they have over there. But the offensive line is suspect. You know, um, Daniel Jones, he gets nervous sometimes. He can make the throws when he has time, but I don't see him having any time going against this uh, this great defensive line in the 49ers. Uh, and, again, you don't have a run game to even try to protect you a little bit. So, you know, they are going to line up and just be ready to attack because they know Daniel Jones can really do nothing tonight except, except for throw that um, football to some of his uh, best receivers. Dan, Darren Waller, I guess, Darren Shepard, if he's still there. Um, and then defensively, they just haven't looked good defensively. You know, they got killed by the Cowboys. They couldn't stop them. Granted, they was in tough situations where they were in their own territory a lot of the times. But then the Cardinals, they allowed the Cardinals to score 28 points, the Cardinals. So I see a blowout here. I'm going with the 49ers. Maybe I put a little bit more respect and be humble for the Giants. So I'm going to say a 34 to 20 game. And that's garbage time scoring. But K Walk, this is your team. What are your thoughts? The forty ers that is, is your team. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah appreciate that. Appreciate Let me make that, that clear. Clearing the clear that up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um no, um yeah, I, I don't you know, as much of a fan as I am and, and as good as the forty ers have started, I don't want to jinx anything, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a diehard fan. So I, I watch it play to play and um, you know, if you look at it on paper the 49ers should win this game. I'm like, they're favored by, what, 10 points, 11 points, whatever the, the number is. Mm-hmm. 
and you expect them to win by that because of the fact that no matter how well they're playing and how bad the, the Giants looked in that first, uh, the first I, say, I should say first six quarters of the season because of the way that they looked against the, the Cowboys and the first half of the, uh, of the Cardinals game. And then they went out and scored 31 points in that second half last week to, to win. So they could be – they have some momentum going there. So they're riding that momentum right there. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going try to try to keep it as, you know, as, as positive as I possibly can for the, uh, for the Giants. But I expect the 49ers to come out and be who they are. It's their first game of the season it's a prime, uh, at home. It's a primetime game. Um, they're without their leading receiver, Brandon Ayuk, tonight with a shoulder injury. But I expect these guys to step up. You know, Debo, Kittle, uh, McCaffrey, uh, the young kid, um, the rookie out of uh, Michigan, Ronnie Bell. I expect him to have a, a, a somewhat of a eye-opening game tonight. I think he's going to be opening up a lot of eyes tonight. And Brock Purdy's coming off of his first game as a starter without uh, you know throwing two or more touchdowns. So um, I, I expect him to be you know, the faithful are there. Um, they're riding high. They, they, they're always confident. They're always um, ready to go. So I expect the 49ers to handle business, as we like to say. So, um, But I'm not taking anything away from the Giants. They're a hungry team. They know that they're underdogs, and you, you know how it is when there's, an, uh, there's um, you know, an injury to, you know, an injured dog, you know, that's the most dangerous animal out there. So you got to be careful with that because, you know, they don't have Saquon Barkley. We get that. That offensive line is suspect. We get that. But they're still coming out there with with, with a, uh, a no-lose attitude. They have nothing to lose. So that being said, that's always one of the scariest teams uh, to play because it could be a trap game for these guys. But I expect the 49ers, um, as long as they, you know, They'll dot their eyes and cross their T's. They should be all right tonight. Oh, that was so sweet. You sound like Princess earlier, trying to be nice and humble. Um, I got to be. I, I was, can't because I, I, I seen. It, but I think the 49ers yeah. win this game. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, I think the 49ers win this game. I, I get ready. I understand. Look, my Eagles play the Bucks, and I'm a little like, uh, this could be a trap game. So I completely understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. So, um. But yeah, but I, I I don't see how the Giants can stop a Christian McCaffrey in the open field. I don't see how they're going to be able to stop Samuel uh, Debo uh, in the open field and George Kittle. I I I, yeah. I don't see it. George Kittle to me don't even have to play a real tight end. He can just block if he wants tonight, and right. he'll still win. <laughs> so I, yeah, I Brent, what? And with everything going on right now, I just want my my 49ers to remain healthy because we're seeing some some big time injuries right now, and it's it, you know it, it could be any any given any given player on any given team, and you know that that would play that's what played the 49ers last year in that NFC Championship mm-hmm. game. So, I, my main thing is this: if they stay healthy, um, that's what I want them to do first and foremost. And if they can continue to do that, they can continue to do big things. Wow, well, that is true. Listen yeah, to that, that offense, that. though, Brittany. Kittle, Debo Samuels, McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, you know, um, and, and then the, the Michigan uh, Wolverine, Ronnie I think, Bell. is on this. Ronnie Bell. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just listen to that offense. But, Kevin, before I let you go, I want to ask you, because mm-hmm. you, you put it into the thread first and shared the news. That's where I thought first uh, about Trey Diggs. Um, yeah. you, you know, we Cowboy fans, we can get off on a tangent real quick. We were headed yeah. to the Super Bowl after beating the Giants in week one. So, but, <laughs> um, and, you know, this this hurts. And, and, and yeah. again, shout out to, to Trey Diggs and, and speedy recovery. But there's no way 
to replace replace a, a, a dig, is there? You just kind of try to do next man up and, and hope that it works out. Yeah, you, that's 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 the best thing that you can hope for, and that's with any team who loses a, a player like a, a Trey Diggs. I mean, a Trayvon Diggs to you know the, to the, you know, sniffing it to their team. You just have to go with that next man up mentality. But I, I think they'll be all right as long as that madman um, 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 Parsons, um, Michael Parsons, is running <laughs> around. Um, I mean, he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off, just looking for anything yeah. and, and anything you know to hunt down. So as long as he's doing that, you know, it's going to allow those deep backs to have time, you know, to, to jump short routes and things of that nature. He's not going to give the quarterback that much time to get that ball downfield. Um, as much as you want Trayvon Diggs to, to be out there, um, I think they'll, you know, Dan Quinn will find a way uh, to, to make, you know, to have the one guy, next guy step up um, uh, for sure. So it hurts, uh, no pun intended, but I think, you know, right now they're in a position, you know, especially with the teams that they're playing ahead of maybe not week five, Definitely want to meet up in week five for sure. But um, mm-hmm. the next two games, I think they can survive without them. But uh, when they start to play the big boys, if you will, and they start to put more weight on the on the bar, then that's when you may miss them. And that's when Dan Quinn has to be creative enough to, to put as much pressure on the quarterback as he possibly can. Yeah, yeah. Brittany, let me call an audible here. I want to ask you both. And, Brittany, I'll start with you. Justin mm-hmm. Fields. Um, mm-hmm. Is Justin Fields? Number one, and I want you to pick, is Justin Fields not taking the next step, or are the Chicago Bears just a mess? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, look, it's only been two games so far. so But I don't know if it's a coaching issue. I don't know if it's the, 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 the system. I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. But it seems like uh, I don't want to say he's not taking the, the next step. I just – I don't know. I think right now the Bears are just a mess. Um, but I watch him throw, and it's just like he's not pulling the trigger on certain throws. He sees mm-hmm. a player come open, and he just doesn't make the throw. He goes into his throw, but he pulls pulls it back and then decides to take off running. So I don't know if it's it's something going on mentally that they have to try to break him out of. Um, but he has to. This year is his year to prove that he can throw the ball. We all know how well of a running quarterback he is, how mobile he is. He's very good mm-hmm. at it. But this, this has to be the year that he has to show us that, hey, I can throw the ball too. The same thing that Jalen Hurts went through last season, basically. He had to prove to the world that he's able, he's very capable of throwing the ball. And right now we're just not seeing it because I don't know if it's just a, middle, a mental block that's going on. Um, because he has talent. He has the arm. But he has to work on his accuracy. So, just right now, I just think this team is a mess. But it's only week two, week three. We still got some time. Okay, Kevin, I'm coming to you. But you know, yesterday in the media day, he said that he thought his um, the play calling was robotic, and mm-hmm. he really kind of called out the team and the coaches. And then after mm-hmm. practice, he came back and they interviewed him at his locker. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey, no way am I talking about." So obviously, somebody talked to him, and he retracts yeah. some of that. But your thoughts, is, is is Justin Fields a mess, or is it the coaching staff that's a mess? Or is it a combination? I think, 
Yeah, exactly. I was going to go with that. That 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 was going to be my answer. I think he's a mess. Uh, he's he's taking a step back because the offense is a mess and because the coaching is a mess. Um, but you would think that he would, you know, Luke Gessie no, no understands, and that's the offensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears. You would think he would put him in a, in a better situation. I understand that they want him to be more of a pocket quarterback, especially a pocket passer especially mm-hmm. with the addition of DJ, uh, the receiver DJ Moore uh, over mm-hmm. there. But he's just not being himself. I think if you allow Justin, uh, you know, Justin Fields to be who he was last year and then add a mm-hmm. weapon like DJ Moore, um, I think that, you know, you're going to see some, you know, you know, you're going to see some positive results, not just in, in, in Justin Fields, but in the win column um, as well. So I, I think they should take the reins off of it. He knew what he was doing. There's rumors out there that Garrett Wilson uh, from the Jets, you know, the former teammates, they were former teammates of Ohio State, kind of reached out to him and he, you know, you know, you know, throw some, you know, throw some salt in the uh, in 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 the game, if you will. You know, throw a monkey mm-hmm. wrench in the program. See if you can stir some things up, and maybe you can get traded. You know, to the Jets. That's just a rumor. This is, you know, <laughs> Jets fans are, are starting that rumor. But hey, it sounds good. It sounds good to me. But um, all seriousness, I, I think that uh, Justin Fields is just not um, is not being allowed to do what he's what he's what he's able to uh, capable of doing. And that's just freelance, not freelancing. Let me rephrase that, which is allowing him to run more freely, if you will. And I think yeah. he's being told to stay in that pocket. You got receivers now. You got DJ Moore. Stay in the pocket. And 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 it's frustrating. And, and I always say that when you're losing, your true character comes out, or the the truth comes out. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying he's pointing out the situation, the reasons why he's looking like he's taking a step back and the giant, I mean, if, um, the Bears are losing. And I, and I agree with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, I, that's the first time I've seen And Rev saw it, John saw it, he said, ooh, he's going to have to take that back. <laughs> and then, <laughs> of course, somebody talked to him and, and he retracted. But I, there, I think it's just um, there's a lot going on there. And, and I, want, I want him to succeed. I, I really do. Um, so, there, there, but, there has been uh, uh, sayings coming out of that that office, front office, that they're they're still not so high on Justice Fields. So, no, this has been going on this for is a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is this is going to be interesting. This is definitely going to be an interesting year for him. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. All right, Kevin, want, go enjoy uh, your Forty Nineers Giants in um, game, and we'll finish up here. And I got. Sports Talk Atlanta, a makeup show at 8 p.m. tonight. Kevin Walker, thank you. Appreciate it, ladies. Have a great rest of your show. See you, Kevin. All right. All right. All right, Brittany, let's continue on. Let's not take a break. (laughs) All right. Uh, We don't have too much more to go, but I'm going to get into this. Um, Colorado and Coach Prime, wow. They are now 3-0 after beating, um, I believe it was Colorado State, right? They're they're rivals. Princess, mm-hmm. uh, do you believe in this team, and do you think they could beat Oregon this week? I believe in this team, and I think they can beat Oregon. Man, is that an about face on where I was just about four or five weeks ago. Um, but I do. And, Brittany, I was playing with Duck, but I did. In the third quarter, I got up and I said, well, I'm going to bed because the Gators already won, and they beat the number 11 team in the country, Tennessee. So I'm done. I'm going to go watch Hallmark. You all, you go sweat this as long as you want to, you know, but it's time to go to bed. But I couldn't do that. You know, once I went to the bedroom, I did watch it and finish up. But 
they were a 21-point favorite, and Colorado State came in there and really played them well. Now, I thought part of their game plan was to play dirty, and they did, and that was effective in some instances. Um, they had 17 penalties, and seven, or, seven of those were personal fouls. That's crazy. So that seemed to be a part of their game plan. But for Shadur Sanders in Colorado to focus with 44 seconds to go and um, on the two-yard line and have a 98-yard um, touchdown drive and still have to convert a two-point conversion in order to tie this and send it into overtime, I got to give him credit. I got to give Dion credit. I got it. I'm sorry, Coach Prime credit. I got to give that staff credit. And I got to give those young men credit for realizing, okay, we're not winning this by 21. As a matter of fact, we are going to have to refocus and get down here, score, conversion, and then try to do something in double overtime. And they did that. I'm a believer. Um, now, I think there's some distractions. Everybody there, the Rock and, and everybody, you know, I think some of that personally, I think that's so much for them to handle. But what do I know? I've never coached. Um, so I'm a believer, Brittany, and I think I've watched Oregon this past weekend. I think they're slight and small on both sides of the line, and I think that's where Colorado's weakness is. If they can hold up, hold them, maybe, you know, a push in both areas, I think Shadour can score. Now they're missing Travis Hunter, but I'm not just sold on Bo Nix, Bo Nix, Bo Nix. I saw him play at Auburn. Um, he's had some mm-hmm. good games. But this is going to be a good game and a high-scoring game. And I'm seeing Colorado by three. So let's see uh, what my support does. But, yeah, I'm a believer. You know what? I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a, I believe I can fly. I know that's by R. Kelly. I, <laughs> R. Kelly music. Um, I know the man is crazy, but the music was great. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I've been a believer since uh, Coach Prime was at Jackson State. Um, prior, I was believe prior before that, but um, I love this team com- uh, camaraderie. And I know I say chemistry; that word's not flowing out my mouth right now. But um, I love this team chemistry. They have each other's back, and they show it. They showed it through yeah. this game because this game was spicy. It felt like more like a street brawl at times, yeah. than a football game. Um, you know, especially when the one guy, the one Colorado State uh, player, made that dirty hit against Travis Hunter. Um, and I don't care anybody says that was a dirty hit. Um, I do mm-hmm. believe they could play well against Oregon. I don't believe that they'll win. I'm a little concerned about the trenches. Um, that's mm-hmm. the only part of this team that I'm concerned about. And you are going up against a little bit of a more uh, tougher opponent uh, opponent this, this time, this go-around. Um, could they win? Absolutely. You know, you never leave the underdog out. You know, when you're coming from an underdog position, that means they're going to fight that much harder um, because everybody's expecting them to lose. So, you know, we might as well throw it all out there on the field. So Oregon better go in there not underestimating this coach prime coach team because uh, they're coming and they they got dogs on that team, like he says. And I and I'm mm-hmm. absolutely I believe in Shador Sanders. I believe he should be a first-round draft pick. Um, and I think these next two games against Oregon and USC will absolutely show that he probably should even be a top ten draft pick um, and competing with Drake May from North Carolina and Caleb Williams out of USC. So 
I'm an absolute believer. Princess, I have one more question pertaining to this. Because they're struggling in the trenches, it has been announced, or at least the guy announced it, I guess you could say, because Prime didn't necessarily say anything, but the other guy did, that Warren Sachs will be coming in to coach the D-line next year. Not this year, I believe it's next year. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. about this? Because I know the D-line is sitting there, the current D-line coach is sitting there like, what is going on? I thought I was the coach. <laughs> what are your thoughts about Warren Sapp announcing this? Well, he's been around the program all summer, but I, I say this. Um, I don't know how offended or how surprised the, the current D-line coach is because, Brittany, that staff is really good. And mm-hmm. after this year, no matter what, some of them are not going to be there. They're going to raid that staff. Um, Lewis, Ken Lewis, was former head coach, I think, at Kent State. Um, Kelly, who is the um, defensive coordinator, um, he actually was the defensive coordinator at Alabama. And Lewis was head coach at Kent State, Sean Lewis, and also um, an offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. And that's who he is assigned to Shador. And I think Shador mm-hmm. is really excel. So I hear what you're saying, and I, I wish Warren Sapp could keep his mouth closed, but um, they're going to need some help next year because that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to go rate that staff. It's not going to mm-hmm. be the same next year. Some of those guys are going to get promoted. As a matter of fact, um, I don't know Kelly's first name. I want to say it's Charles, but he's already on the list of possible head coaching um, uh, candidates for Mel Tucker's position at Michigan mm-hmm. State. And we know how how ugly that got. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I never thought about it that way, but now that we're seeing her thinking about it, whether um, he's a good potential head coaching candidate, we should understand mm-hmm. how Coach Prime works, and I'm pretty sure his coaching staff understands how he works. If he's mm-hmm. able to go to a new situation in Colorado and tell these students right to their face, "Call your mama, call your daddy, you go home." <laughs> I'm pretty sure he, and those are kids, pretty sure he has yeah. no problems in telling his coach you that go. you are not cutting it. I'm hiring somebody for next year. So, um, But I do think it's a great, great pickup for them, and I think he'll help a lot in the trenches. Last thing yeah. before, we, um, before we head out for today, or I turn it over to you first, um, I just want to talk about uh, one NFL game that's coming up, and that's the Rams at Bengals. And we know the Bengals are 0-2. Princess, mm-hmm. do you think the Bengals would get their first win this week? Brittany, I, I, I know I've been sounding petty, but I, I keep saying every time I'm not a Joe Burrow fan. Now, I don't want him to be hurt. But, and I heard the media, ESPN, say that maybe they should have rest him and that calf the first two weeks and they would still be where they are, and that is 0-2, but he'd be healthy and probably ready to go. I think he's going to suffer with that cast the rest of the season unless they give him a two- or three-week break. And that seems not like what they want to do or what he wants to do. He's continuing to press on, but he hasn't practiced all week. Let's see if he plays this Sunday. But I think the Rams win. I think the, the, the Bengals starts um, the season 0-3 because Burroughs is not healthy, and even when he is healthy, they don't have a formidable um, offensive line. I think they start 0 three. Yeah, um, I was on. The, I was sitting back, you know, thinking about this game, and I'm like, man, 
you know, we were similar. We was in a similar position last year with the Bengals, where they started zero and two. Most of us mm-hmm. gave up on them. Next thing you know, they went one and two. And all of a sudden, they started to win more games, and they started losing. And ended up in the playoffs. But the situation just feels different. Um, yeah. Like Joe Burrow is hurt, and he's really hurt because he is not able to move like he normally is. You can see him struggling out there on the field. I know he's day to day right now. He does plan on playing playing Monday. So with that calf injury, and like you said, that offensive line, it's going to be very hard to keep him upright. It really is. Yep. He may not have time to get um, to get the ball to his, his top playmakers in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Um, so as much as I would like to go with the Bengals on this one, I can see the Rams winning this game because that young receiver, he is a great player. Akuna, Akua. I was going to say Akuna Matata, but Akua, um, <laughs> that that should be his nickname. Akuna Matata means don't no worries. So you don't worry. No worries. On the field. Right. So I, I think I'm with you on this one. I think I'm going to go with the Rams as well. The Bengals are just there in a the tough spot. And if they go 0-3 in that AFC conference, I think that's it for them. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs this year. So we'll yeah. see what happens. It's definitely going to be an interesting year. But, Princess, that's it for me. I'm going to throw it over to you. Hey, thank you, Brittany. It's been a great week. Um, A shout-out to our guest tonight, Gerard Wade, Jr., the athlete spotlight, and his dad were on at 630 from Bluefield, West Virginia. Appreciate them. And then my hour here, or about 40 minutes, with with Brittany Jones. I appreciate you. And then coming up at 8 o'clock, we're going to take about a 20, 25-minute break. We're going to have Willie Miller. We didn't get in our Sports Talk Atlanta on Tuesday night at 8 p.m., so we're going to do it Thursday night here at 8 p.m. before he leaves out of the country for about a week. Brittany Jones, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. I love Thursdays. It is the weekend eve. Have a great weekend. Have a good weekend. Go Eagles. <laughs> Go Eagles. And, again, recovery to um, to, to Trayvon Diggs. I, I really Absolutely. want to see him get healthy for sure. All right. Never had it so good sports talk radio. My co-host, Brittany Jones, I am Princess Cooper. We will see you next time.